guys, uh, this is Paul Wilson. I'm Nick Pregnance. And you guys are watching another installment of Diesel Insights. We're doing it a little bit different today, Nick. Um, over at Diesel Performance Podcast, where you guys usually would see me, uh, we do a lot of ride-alongs, and at Diesel Insights, you do a lot of knowledge sharing. Yes. So we kind of thought we would bring the two formats together today and talk about a topic we get quite a bit, which is what is bad tuning and what is good tuning? I love it, man. This is a topic where we need... I, I need questions and answers, you know what I mean? This is a two-person topic. <laughs> this is interactive, so i got to have another person here, and I appreciate you being here. Absolutely. I think this is going to be a fun one. We're in a truck that we have a lot of experience with over at Calibrated Power and Duramax Tuner. That's we're in an 06 Cummins. Uh, why don't you walk us through the build? What's already been done to this thing? Yeah, this is a 2006 Cummins, 5.9 liter. It's got a Stealth 67 turbocharger on it. It's got a 12-millimeter injection pump from Exergy. It's got 100% over Exergy injectors. So it's an 800 horsepower recipe. It's nasty on the street. <laughs> We've put it through the ringer too. This is a this is the truck uh, we sled pulled last year. We've dynoed this truck. We've done turbo testing on this truck, fuel system testing, di uh, tuning testing. It's really it, it's had to have a wide range of versatility. Even Tim Mahoney took it out to King of the Streets last year. And yeah, came yeah, in yeah. With it. put um, a twin kit on it, took it out to King of the Streets. I mean, every <laughs> truck in our fleet gets its ass beat. Yeah. I mean, they get cleaned every once in a while, but they do they do get worked pretty good. Well, I, I think the thing here is, is we've also seen a lot of people learn to tune on this. As guys have come into Duramax Tuner and Calibrated Powers um, tuning department, this is one of the trucks that I usually see the guys go down when they're very early in their career with it and kind of start to get a feel for it. Why do you guys, why do you turn guys loose on this truck as opposed to like an emissions equipped like LML? I feel like this is a really good introduction truck to tuning uh, because you can make a lot of power on it, but you don't have to. Okay. okay. So you can easily start at 400 horsepower, 500 horsepower, and you can get the feel for the truck, the way it drives, um, and you can, you can hear it, right? So it's a Cummins engine. You can hear the engine. There's no DPF. There's no emissions on this truck. It's pre-emissions, so you can see smoke. You can see when you're doing it wrong. Right. Right? And it's just a fun truck to drive, and honestly, I don't have a lot of, you know, just... There's not a lot emotionally invested in this one? Okay. <laughs> if you hurt this truck, we'll all kind of laugh, and <laughs> it'll be down for a week, and then we'll fix it, and you get to go play again. Right. Okay. No, I dig it. I mean, and, and it is it is one of those trucks where I've seen guys very early in their tuning career make those mistakes and have seen this truck out with their first revision or their second revision and it is really really smoky or yeah god what are some of my other favorites um the pedal and the takeoff is just they call it crisp they'll come back like oh man i got it really crisp i'm like well did you where did you drive did you just do a takeoff run with it because i think we run into this a lot with bad tuning where yeah. i get a hundred percent throttle or 100% fuel at 25% throttle. It's that it's that want, that desire to be impressive overtakes the reality of the situation, which is the truck should do what the, what the driver expects it to do. It shouldn't be like a wild rodeo horse if you look <laughs> at the throttle pedal. Okay. You know what I mean? You have 100% of throttle to work with. So, you know, if the truck is going full throttle or full fuel by 50% throttle, We've only made it more difficult for my wife to drive it. Right. Right? Right. It, and it's, I haven't found them to be necessarily faster in any sort of racing situation. You're already going to go to 100% throttle immediately anyway. So what What are we accomplishing? Is it less movement of my foot? Is it, that that's the stress that I'm relieving from my life? 
Well, when you do that, you also trick the transmission into short shifting. So the transmission is looking at throttle position and it's trying to determine its shift schedule based off throttle position. And if you're not all the way on the throttle, yet you're using full fuel, it's going to be trying to shift at 20, 2200 RPM or 1700 RPM at full load. And you're going to only succeed in hurting the transmission in that case, right? So, what does that feel like? If I'm just driving down the road, say I bought a used truck and I don't, I don't know anything about this, and yeah. I just know it's got a switch in it. So I turn the switch all the way up. Yeah. What else would I do? Right. Um, <laughs> and then I get out and I start driving it, man. And like, hey, I don't know. It's fast. I don't know. What's, I don't know what throttle position right. I'm at. What's the first thing you notice? Okay, so you've test driven three other trucks. You know what they drive like. You get in this truck and you, you push, push the throttle 25%, and all of a sudden the truck is like holy cow you know this thing is an animal and it's constantly every time you touch the throttle there's a puff of black smoke that comes out the tailpipe also the shift quality is you know real I mean? short between them right real it'll, short. it'll ramp up and then same thing when you let off i find like that quick fall that do 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 yeah it'll, it'll exactly it'll upshift or it'll uh, it'll shift up really quick you know at very low throttle it'll have a tendency to surge the turbocharger It'll, it'll be smoky, it'll be hot. You know, it, it's all of this is very impressive to someone who is not used to doing what we do every day. Right. But if you drive a truck like that for three or four months, you're like, man, I wish I had the stock tune back. <laughs> we, we do get that. We, we've certainly had plenty of customers who have gotten a used truck and been driving it on an unknown, unspecified tune. And they're like, well, I don't know, man, it was fun at first. Yeah. You know, or like the old box programmers, right? When you used to look at them and their, their tuning graphs were all squares and geometric shapes. And you're like, <laughs> okay, I get why you're having these symptoms. Yeah, um, yeah. You get either 100 horsepower or 500 horsepower. Right. <laughs> like, it burned the transmission up. That's weird. That's, yeah, yeah. There's, there, there's the one that's always the heartbreaker, right? Is the guy who bought the truck and had a tune. He thought he was ahead of the game. He's like, oh, I just saved myself from having to come out of pocket right. to go buy a tune. It's already in it. You know, it's, it's a package deal. And then... And then you start having the failures, um, and, and you start having those other issues. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So safe tuning. Now, let's say I bought a used truck, and it drives great. I'm really happy with it. Um, what are some of the things that I could maybe say, like, hey, that's a good indicator that you have a, a good tune or a solid tune? Uh, the first thing I go to is expectation, right? If the customer's happy about it, usually the truck is doing what you expect. So if I tell you, Paul, hey, you know, make this truck make 300 horsepower and do you feel like you can reliably and consistently do that with the throttle pedal and can you do that at any speed at any rpm you know does the truck do what you ask if you want to back it up to a trailer right does it have the diversity to, to be able to <laughs> to drive in reverse to drive in reverse <laughs> without surging and bouncing your trailer hitch off the which sounds ridiculous if you've never been around tuning this idea that like well, what do you mean well it's because just like we're talking about, if you crank up that throttle position, well, guess what? Your throttle pedal doesn't change based on going in forward or reverse. It, it doesn't care. So if you're way sensitive on that throttle, guess what? In reverse, you're way sensitive on that throttle and have fun. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Forget it. Yep. Yep. I do. I, I, I see this a lot. The other thing I see is I see like, um, I see guys calling with other symptoms. Okay, my truck is getting hot all the time. We've done videos exactly, for diesel exactly. insights. Why is my truck getting hot? Yeah. I think we even plugged in there. If you've checked everything else, you might want to check your tuning. Um, when does bad tuning cause high times? Yeah, so the, another driver expectation is that I can drive the truck and not have to watch the gauges. And yeah. not have to 
not have to babysit it, right? Like, I want the truck to know when it's in trouble and be able to control its power level to keep itself out of trouble, right? I don't want to, you know, it's just like in sports. You don't want a muscle that can overpower the tendons. You don't want a truck, you know, an engine that can overpower the transmission. Sure. Bend, uh, you know, <laughs> bend and break chassis parts, uh, break transmission parts, all that fun stuff. So, you know, being able to be reliable when towing up a grade, so sustained load for eight or nine minutes, uh, understanding when it's at altitude. So if a tuner ignores altitude adjustment tables or ignores EGT back down tables or anything where the tuner is seeing safeties, they're built into the truck from the factory and in order to get the power level that they want consistently, they're taking the, the shortcut of totally disabling the safeties instead of massaging them so that they, they're still active when the truck needs them. The, right? This is one we've talked about as well in the past and I really like this feature here. So, so what we're talking about is that there was a, a, a time when every tuner uh, on earth just went in and turned everything off. You turn traction control off, you turn <laughs> EGT, uh, any, anything to involve with safety, you just gone. Just the first thing you do, that's like step right. one to tuning. Yeah. Um, and what we've learned over the years is that it's not totally necessary. Some of these systems are really cool. Some of these systems work really well. There's times where you want them and there's times where they get in the way and you, like you said, you need to work with them as opposed to work against them. Uh, and that also reminds me a lot of admissions equipment, which yes. as we look at good tuning and bad tuning, one thing I've noticed is admissions equipment tends to mask some of the, the old symptoms of bad tuning. Emissions equipment definitely masks some of those symptoms. It all is also the first thing to, you know, I should say for the first month, it'll mask the symptoms. Right. And then on month three, <laughs> we get that call like, hey, I bought emissions on tuning from so-and-so and my truck regens every hundred miles and the fuel mileage is atrocious and I don't understand what's going on here. But it's but I'm making power. Yeah, it makes a ton of power <laughs> and it doesn't smoke, which I love. Right. It's like, Okay, well, I, you know. <laughs> I always hope I get that call before I get the, hey, it's in regen every 100 miles, and there's a lot of white smoke coming out of the tailpipe all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, how long have you had the tuning? Six months, a year, been towing, about to go on a family trip. I'm like, oh, sir, we have found a perfect storm. Yeah, um, yeah. So so it, it's, hard, it's hard, I think, for some guys who are new to diesel or new to diesel tuning to identify that stuff early. One of the things I'm a big proponent of, I think the best consumer advice I've ever given is get yourself a decent set of digital gauges. We like the Edge Insight CTS. Now we're on the three model. Yeah. Um, but there's floating around used two models. There's other gauges, there's scanners. It, it's about monitoring the truck. Not necessarily, like you said earlier, I don't wanna have to drive around my gauge where I'm constantly backing my foot out of the throttle to keep my EGTs in check. Right. I'm not into that. Right. Uh, but what I would like to know is, like to know how much soot load is in my DPF. I'd like to know is my EGR always open or always closed. Um, just little indicators like yeah, that can I mean, help me save myself a lot of money and headaches down the road. Exactly. If you're driving with gauges, you know, you no longer have just your seat of the pants feel for the truck. Now you have, okay, every time I floor the truck, I'm kind of like used to seeing 28 or 30 pounds of boost. You know, I'm kind of used to seeing my EGTs hang out here when I'm cruising on the interstate. And all of a sudden my EGTs go up 200 degrees you know, you might not pick it up for two weeks, but eventually you're going to see it. Right. And it's better. Your seat of the pants, you're never going to see that. No. Right? You're not going to know that stuff. When's so the it, last time somebody knew they had a boost leak by seat of the pants? It, never. When's the last <laughs> time somebody knew, a, knew they had a boost leak without... <laughs> right. Period. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is... 
it, it is one of those where, where I, I think you're right. I think even I, I remember I, uh, God, when I first started working here, I had that Kodiak and I came in one day and I was like, man, something's up with my trans. I can't get into fifth gear. It won't go over 45 miles an hour. I spent half the evening tearing into filters, into fluids, into this and that and scanning it. And finally we went out, we drove it, we logged it. We're like, oh, hey, did you know you're only making like 8,000 pounds of rail pressure at peak? Yeah. Like you literally aren't making enough power to get up. But I drove <laughs> the thing every day. Yeah. I work at Duramax, I'm around diesels all the time. Like it, it's very easy to just get complacent and be like, hey, this is, it, it just slowly tapers into that problematic area. Exactly, um, exactly. And I, I think bad tuning is one of those that it's, it's easy to put that on the back burner when it comes to you drive your truck every day, you tow your boat once in a while on the weekends, and then, you know, you bought the truck used, it had some tuning on there, hey, maybe you went cheap when you were buying the tuning, you got it from, you know, some dude in his garage or whatever, and well, you don't really know well, much. Let's talk about your situation there. I mean, you know, your truck had SES lights on for a variety of reasons. So <laughs> I'm sure you, I know you, I know you didn't scan it, but there are tuners out there that disable trouble codes oh, just God. so that they don't have to take those phone calls. Sure. And you know, in your situation, you would have quickly seen your truck is in limp mode. Of course, you would have assumed the transmission, but if you scan it for trouble codes, you would have seen P0087, P0093 or 1093 code, yeah. you know, and yeah, you're assuming the trans is, is messed up. And if you had a tune on the truck where it was had those codes disabled, you would think of how long you'd be beating your head against the wall, right? Like Just no, no fuel, yes. no low fuel codes. Like <laughs> why isn't there a diagnostic code set for this? And that's, you know, same for glow plugs, same for turbocharger oh vane position, underboost, overboost. There's a lot of codes out there that I find that some tuners just can't be bothered to change the thresholds for the diagnostic. So, you know, instead of overboost being at 29 PSI, you should set it to 33 PSI if you're tuning the truck, right? And this is just arbitrary numbers, but you get yeah. the picture. Um, and there's a lot of tuners just can't be bothered to do that. And as a result, the customers never know when the boost leak shows up, or if you well, know they're having a trouble, that uh, problem is well, putting them in the fair, limit. Especially in the older calibrations, it was so easy to turn the codes off. Right. You know, I mean, you just go to your DTC list, right? That's how EFI Live was built. It's like we said at the beginning, a lot of the safety stuff, people just went through, turn it all off. It was right. just a flip of the switch. Um, so it is easier, which means it's faster, which 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 means it's probably cheaper for you, right? As as a consumer. Exactly. Um, exactly. You want the two hundred dollar tune, like. <laughs> That's the $200 tune. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Right? And, but but we also see those guys come back, and, and again, they have that old antidote, you know, buy it once, buy it right, right? Just, just do it correct the first time. You save yourself money in the long run. Um, and then there's also guys where we've seen where, hey, maybe you went to a tuner that all of your buddies went to, and they all love this tuner, and you went to him, and he tuned your truck, and you're like, man, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, I think that comes back to a bit of that expectations, and and talking with your tuner, knowing what your tuners are into, knowing what, what's important to your tuners. If you want a codes off, 25% throttle, full fuel, balls out, high timing number truck, there's guys who do that. There's yeah. guys who specialize in that. Find that guy. If your threshold is the same, if your threshold for risk is the same as your tuners, <laughs> then you're probably in the same, you're probably in a good boat. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, we at Duramax Tuner and Calibrated Power want you to enjoy your truck for the life of your truck. That's that's how I tune. That's how my guys are taught to tune. You know, that <laughs> that's it. We're not going to add three more degrees of timing to get you 10 more horsepower when it could cost you a piston. Like, that's that's not what we do here. Right. But there are guys out there who will do that. And that's, 
I'm not here to judge them or criticize them. <laughs> no. That is their business model. That's fine. Well, it's and I think not what I do. I think that's why we're talking about what what's bad tuning, what's aggressive tuning, what it, what is the difference between what you want and what's a mistake, right? Like yeah. we we have had you tuning trucks for 15 or whatever years, um, to where you know we've we've been through this, right? Like there was a time in Duramax tuner history where there were more aggressive tunes and people would call and ask for three more degrees. Like we've we yep. this is a specific we've done this game, right? <laughs> um, yep. And, and and there's a learning curve to that, right? And I think that when when you're out there and you're shopping for your truck, um, there's a lot of factors that come into it. You, you know, there just is. Um, I think that also plays in, like I talked about earlier, is the emissions equipment end of this, where when you find yourself in more and more of a specialty within the niche of diesel performance, it, your options get thinner, right? Like yeah. just saying, I have a diesel and I want to tune my truck, a lot of options out there. Um, yeah, yeah. But if you're saying I have an L5P and I want to do a build transmission on it and I want to stay emissions equipped, there's only a handful of guys in the country who are building tunes for that. Well, that stuff takes, I mean, anytime you're tuning emissions equipped time, you're talking about tenfold investment of time technically, right? So like as a business, I have to invest 10 times the resources that somebody who's tuning a deleted truck has to invest in order to get the tune close. Right. Because I have to be concerned about your emissions system lasting. And if I'm gonna do that, then I have to, I have to check a whole variety of data sets <laughs> to make sure, okay, we're within the safe range here, within the safe range here. And this is over 10 years or 13 years of tuning. You know, we've learned, you know, these are things that are acceptable. These are things that are not acceptable. And the only way to know those things is to test the truck with those power levels. Absolutely. And, and power is that final piece. I think that's the piece people think of most when we talk about good and bad tuning. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's often from a tuner standpoint, you're like, well, that's, that's kind of a byproduct of your truck. That's not like your peak power doesn't have a ton to do with my tune, just to be honest. Um, it, and I suppose, again, it doesn't, it doesn't, right? Of yeah. where can I take it? I mean, any two tuners, this is, I've told guys this before, any two tuners are perfectly capable of making the same peak power. If you're calling yourself a tuner, it's probably because you can make power via tuning, right? right. Like you have, a, you have accomplished that first step in the process. <laughs> of putting a big fat grin on somebody's face because you added 150 horsepower to their truck. Sure. Congratulations, you're in the club now. Now it's time to start doing it right. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, well, and I think that plays in. I think that's something, uh, again, um, we, we come across pretty regularly where guys will call in with, you know, I have this as my build list and what, what horsepower, what horsepower, what horsepower. And I'm like, man, listen, here's the ballpark on what your horsepower is going to be. Like, regardless of your dyno and all the factors that go into this, you should be within these numbers. Yeah. However, everybody can do that. What's going to be different from tuner to tuner is how does it drive every day? How much usable power do I have? Exactly. Um, usable power. That's... You remember when twin kits like first hit the diesel market in a big way? Yeah. And everybody had an S475 overstock compound kit. It was just like they were a dime a dozen for a minute there. Um, and we saw so much difference in like LD7 head gaskets lasting and not. And we saw a difference between um, LBZs coming apart and not. And, and there was a big factor there in the difference in how the power came on and how much usable power was there. Yeah. Can, can you talk a little bit about that, about what's the difference maybe in tuning like a very similar horsepower setup but, but just changing something simple like the turbochargers. Yeah, so the, the twin kit's a great example of that because 
you know, before those came out, you had S300, S400 kits, and those had enough air to get 700 horsepower, which is certainly enough to blow an engine up. Um, but they spool up slower, and they don't make as much power down low, so as much torque. So even if your timing was wrong, it's a 2200 RPM. Let's say it was way wrong, right? Like it was just off. Yeah. On the wrong in the wrong direction. <laughs> like it was it was way too high, higher than it should have been. One thing you know about the S400, S300 kits was a lot of times the truck didn't have enough air there to cause cylinder pressure to build torque in a way to break the engine. Okay. Um, it just it just wasn't possible. So even though your timing number was off, the ingredients weren't there to fail the engine. When the twin kits came to market, all of a sudden the truck has air everywhere, and it has as much air as you want to give it. So if your timing number is off at 2,000 RPM and you're full fueling the truck, all of a sudden, you know, instead of making 1,200 foot-pounds of torque, now you're making 1,400 foot-pounds of torque or 1,450, or you're on the backside of mean best timing, which is you've gone further than <laughs> as low, low timing, low power, low timing, low power, perfect timing, great power, higher timing, and then you fall off the backside of the curve, right? Okay, gotcha. So, if you're over that mean, that mean best timing number and you're at that low RPM, all that extra horsepower and torque that you should have been making if you were running the truck at mean best timing is now going into bending your rods. Right? It's being used to destroy your engine. That's It's still burning the fuel, it's still burning the air, it's just being used to compress your rods. Oh. So, you know, we, we would see broken parts, bad head gas, you know, head gasket yeah. failures, compressed rods, all that sort of stuff. Or it was like, oh, if you got a twin kit, like you better have a built motor. Like, yes, that would be smart. Or we could tune the truck properly and put a torque limiter in it down low and keep the timing numbers reasonable and, you know, try and keep it safe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we've, again, this is another one you guys can go back and check out stuff where we've done about like, uh, no man's land, right? Like what's what's the what's the absolute limit of what your stock Duramax motor can do or Cummins motor? Because we see Cummins thousand horsepower stock short blocks all the time, right? Yep. It's like the new normal. Um, but even those trucks, that wasn't always a thing because of some of these same principles, right? So right. when you were doing these big turbo single charger Cummins, I think guys were learning some of that same curve at a different RPM range, right? Because now we got a turbo that's taking forever to spool up and all of a sudden it hits and it's a sledgehammer. And it's not only a sledgehammer throwing you back in the seat, but it's a sledgehammer through the whole drive line. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's where we would really see a lot of those. And those are terrible done. setups to, I mean, I shouldn't say terrible. They're difficult setups to tune because you have a very narrow operating window where the truck is happy. And as a tuner, it's your job to keep the transmission shifting and operating the engine in that range where it can respond, right? So if I hit the throttle, I want the truck to respond. If I do that at 1200 RPM with an S400, it's not gonna happen. So as a tuner, I need to make sure I shift the trans operating range and to make sure I shift the engine operating range into that window where the engine is most happy, where the engine can respond and, and do what the driver expects out of it. That's one of the other points that I really wanted to hit on today was transmission tuning. Uh, that's not something that we honestly see a ton of throughout the, the diesel industry. I know we're really big into it because we've measured and we've shown, oh my God, look at the usable horsepower gains. Look at the drivability gains. And like you're talking about here, look at the adjustability in, in how and where you drive the truck yeah. that we can get by tuning the transmission. Um, can you do transmission tuning poorly? How do you how do you yeah. mess that up? I would say the most common fumble that I see in, in other tuners, transmission tuning, 
is that they'll push the operating range of the engine too high. So it's a thing where if you raise all the shift points of the truck by 5% and it improves drivability, well, 10% must be that much better. If a little is good, more is better. Right. Everybody knows that. And unfortunately, the driver suffers with that in, in both miles per gallon lost and just the engine has a buzz to it. You know what I mean? You're always in a lower gear. You're always kind of turning the engine faster than you need to. And you know, you talked about our, our shift strategy with our tuning. A lot of our tuning is stock turbo tuning, right? So we're widening the power curve of the engine. Right. We're not catering to this narrow power curve of an S400. It's a little different story. So we're, you know, we're focused on getting the torque converter clutch lockup strategy uh, centered around how, you know, best, the best way to have the truck lug and take advantage of that extra wide torque curve. So, you know, it's, there's different, different things for different, uh, different turbocharger setups, different, you know, air setups, but really, you know, it comes back to what is the tuner most comfortable working with, where they spend their most time. And if they're really good with S400s, don't, don't necessarily rely on them to, t to make a stock turbo truck drive as best as it possibly sure. can, because they're just not spending that much seat time with it. Well, well, I think the other interesting thing is I, I think back to when TCM tuning was mostly just doing defuel, uh, turning defuel off for guys in like an LB7 LLY, right? Like that, that was the majority of transmission tuning was guys just wanting defuel off um, and you could do that through trans tuning. And then as we've seen more and more developments, more and more integration of electronics and measurement and, and things like that in the transmissions, more complicated the transmissions have become, the more important tuning has become kind of just like the engines. Um, yeah. Well, the more turbocharger options are out there, the more time we spend on trans tuning. You know, we see a lot of S300s or we see a lot of Stealth 67s or whatever the buzz is yeah. at that point, right? That we got to have a trans tune that goes along and, and really takes advantage of that change in the power curve of the, of the truck. It, it's a lot like a gasoline engine and a camshaft change. You know, if you change a cam on an engine, you change the operating range to 6,500 RPM instead of 4,500 or 5,500, you gotta change your shift points out there. You gotta change your detent cables that the car downshifts and takes advantage of that power curve up there. It's no different on a turbo diesel with a bigger turbocharger. Yeah, yeah, and I even think about it in a stock charger sense of when you tune your engine, you're changing your torque output. One of the, one of the, of many things that your uh, transmission looks for to know how and when to shift is all of these parameters, all of these outputs from your engine computer. So if we're changing the calibration on your engine computer, usually pretty well in mind to consider that your transmission computer could use that update too and like to share that information. Yeah. Um, and, and to me, that's always just been a simple way of like, should I or shouldn't I? Well, how much does drivability matter to you, right? If, if you're tuning your truck because you want the best possible drivability, you want your truck to do more for you, well then yeah, I would do it. Right. Exactly. Um, and and I would, I, I think this is solid advice, regardless of whether you're you're coming to Duramax Tuner for your tunes or whether you have some truck that we don't tune. Right. Like if you got I don't know whatever a Hemi or something, find a guy who works for you. Find a guy who makes sense for the things that matter to you, and gives you the features that you're looking for. Yeah. Find someone who who sounds like they drive a similar style to you, have a similar risk tolerance. You know, if, if you don't care about reliability and you just want to make the most power you absolutely can, find that guy out there on the racetrack who's setting the best time with that vehicle. Yeah. Like that, they are pushing that thing to the limit, I guarantee it. <laughs> you know, so have them tune your truck. Find the most reckless person you can at one of the most yeah. reckless places you'll go this year. If, <laughs> if the way we use our trucks sounds like the way you use your truck, then 
we're probably a good fit for you, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I think that's why a lot of people are coming back and checking out Diesel Insights and checking out Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, uh, if you want to learn more, those are two great resources for you. We also have Diesel Tuner's blog and just DuramaxTuner.com. It's always a great place to come and check out some more knowledge. Make uh, sure they subscribe. <laughs> just going to ask if Nick had anything else to add here. But yeah, make sure you subscribe uh, to, the, to the channel and to the podcast. We'd really appreciate that. For today, this has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Nick Pregnance. Thanks for watching or listening. Truckhead SES lights on for a variety of reasons. So I'm sure you. <laughs>